Hello and welcome to the Spectator's Americano podcast, a special series of discussions about the biggest political event of this year, the 2016 US presidential election. My name's Freddie Gray and I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. And today we're going to be discussing Hillary Clinton's emails and whether the latest twist in the scandal will affect her performance in the election next week. Joining me is Marcus Roberts, who is International Projects Director at YouGov. So Marcus, over the weekend, there's been a lot of media hoo-ha uh, about the latest twist in Hillary's email scandal. Will it actually make any difference in the polls or is it making any difference in the polls that we can notice? Media hoo-ha is exactly what this is. And no, it is not making a difference in the polls. So a few hours ago, we published the results of our latest YouGov battleground state survey. And we asked uh, to what extent is the email controversy affecting your vote decision making. 71% of battleground state voters said that it will not change their thinking with regard to their vote. Mm. When we look at the latest YouGov round of battleground states polling on a state-by-state basis, we see Hillary up by eight points in Pennsylvania, Mr. Trump uh, behind by three points in Colorado, also behind by three points in North Carolina. He is ahead uh, by two points in Arizona. But as we said the other day in our last podcast, the very fact that we're talking about Arizona as a battleground state is a problem for Donald Trump's campaign. So the simple answer is this is more media hoo-ha than anything that's actually affecting voters in the polls. Is it fair to say, though, that the polls were tightening before this story broke over the weekend? Yes, it is. Um, And the polls were always going to tighten at this point because um, of Republican enthusiasm uh, numbers. What that means is the extent to which base Republican voters were always going to end up voting for the Republican candidate. And for a while, when things looked very black, they might have been telling pollsters that they weren't intending to vote for the Republican nominee. But experienced election hands never really believed that to be the case. So when we saw previous high poll numbers for Mrs. Clinton, 11 point leads, 14 point leads, uh, it was always a good idea to put that with a pinch of salt. Let's take Pennsylvania as an example here. 78% of Republicans in Pennsylvania say they're enthusiastic about Donald Trump. This compares with 88% of Democrats saying they're enthusiastic about Hillary Clinton. All Donald Trump needed to do to narrow the polls was increase his own support amongst existing Republicans. He has done that. That is enough to increase the number of votes that he gets to some extent. It is not enough to win the general election. I suppose the point might be that as long as the media are talking about Hillary and her emails, they're not focusing on Donald Trump and his myriad downsides as a candidate. And that's true. And that will be affecting these enthusiasm numbers. But you could probably say that these enthusiasm numbers were going to go up for one reason or another, regardless. A good parallel example of this is Mitt Romney versus Barack Obama four years ago. After President Obama's disastrous first debate, you saw a big jump in the polls for the Republican nominee of the time and a narrowing of the polls in the home stretch. Now, that was again as Republicans returned home to roost um, for their candidate in the wake of bad news for the president and good news for their candidate. But uh, this is probably why the parallel is so so. Apropos, 
those Republicans returning to the Republican candidate were enough to narrow the polls. They weren't enough to win. So, yes, it is good news for Donald Trump and bad news for Secretary Clinton that we're having this discussion in the media right now about Hillary Clinton's emails. But the fact that this is not a new story means that voters who were up for grabs are not changing their mind about this information, and thus they're not changing their vote. And that's why Donald Trump still finds it next to impossible to make it to 270. If polls are showing that um, Hillary's lead has decreased from, say, 11 points to, say, about four points, that starts to put, a, if not within the margin of error, within a margin that, that might be caught by this invisible Trump vote factor that we keep reading about. Possibly, more likely the other way around. Remember that President Obama four years ago overperformed his final polls by two to three points in most battleground states, putting in a better performance, for example, in Florida than anyone expected, and thus winning Florida, albeit by a very narrow margin, despite the fact that most pollsters, if not almost all pollsters actually at the time, said that Florida was out of reach for the Democratic nominee four years ago. That's down to the Democrats' strong ground game, their strong ability to turn out the vote? That's exactly it. And, and that's why what really matters right now, even more than the polls, even saying as a pollster as I am, that there is something that matters more than the polls, and that is the organisation of the early vote. Mm. Right now, Nearly one in four Americans who are going to vote have already voted. Most of them have voted at times in which there were very strong poll leads for Secretary Clinton and bad numbers for Donald Trump. Those are reflected in early votes. You see fascinating numbers coming out of places like Florida, where 100% more Hispanics have taken part in early voting than did so at a comparable point in the cycle four years ago in Florida. This is good news for Secretary Clinton, bad news for Donald Trump, because voters are already voting and they're voting in it to a decisive advantage for Secretary Clinton. Another theory that does the, the round, certainly in Trump land, if nowhere else, is that is that Donald Trump might be able to appeal to more and different minorities in ways that, again, the polls haven't been able to pick up. Do you see any evidence for that? There is nothing in any of the focus groups or polling that I've looked at or, or analytics that indicate that Trump has made any kind of inroads amongst African-Americans or Hispanics mm. uh, that would seriously affect battleground states. Why is this happening right now? It's happening right now because the media, I think, need a big story to end the election on and say that this race might be close after all. But when you've got a serious, cold-hearted and cold-headed look at the polls, when you've got a serious, cold-hearted and cold-headed look at the fundamentals of the race, like the early voting that we're talking about and the Democrats' significant organizational advantage, probably the biggest organizational advantage in a presidential election in 20 or 30 years, then it's very easy to see why the fundamentals of this race remain unchanged, even in the wake of email gate. And I suppose the Democrats, obviously, they don't want bad poll numbers and they don't want email scandals. But to some extent, it benefits them in terms of getting out the vote, particularly the minority vote, to lose the sense of complacency that might have built up in the last few weeks. Is, is that true? That's absolutely the case. And that's why you saw Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook joining Twitter for the first time in the last few days saying, this race is very close. Uh, everything is still up for grabs. We need you to turn out. At the same time, um, Democrats are posting record numbers 
of uh, get out the vote drives in terms of volunteer shifts filled and organization completed. Contrast that with the Republicans problem at the moment in which the uh, Ohio Republican Party, for example, at the state level is refusing to coordinate with the Trump campaign whatsoever. The Republican National Committee is no longer putting resources into field organization in key battleground states on behalf of Donald Trump. And you can begin to see how all of this adds up. Marcus, I, I don't want to push you into a prediction, but it sounds to me like you're talking about a Clinton landslide. Uh, I think it's more likely um, to see a Clinton landslide than a Trump narrow victory. Uh, I wouldn't say that it'll be quite a landslide if you take the technical definition being 370 votes plus when you only need to win 270. I don't think she'll make it that high. But as things stand, Hillary Clinton is more likely than not to win the major battlegrounds like Virginia and Colorado and even North Carolina and Florida. And if she carries those whilst keeping states like Pennsylvania and Michigan in her column, as all of the polls agreed that she will, then once again, you can see a quite strong and comfortable victory for Secretary Clinton. And last question, if it is somehow a Trump victory, will you eat your hat? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But I think that if it is a Trump victory, we'll all be eating more than our hat. Um, It will be a very, very interesting experience, to put it mildly. (laughs) Well, on that note, I think we'll end it there. Uh, Thanks very much, Marcus. And just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes at any time. And we're running out of time because, of course, the election is next week. But please look out on the Spectator website, in the magazine and for further podcasts before the big day itself. Thanks very much for listening. (laughs) 